Good morning, everyone. This is the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. We are here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Glad to have you aboard. I'm Gary Demas, president of Day Fox Design Build Remodelers here in Columbus, Ohio. And Jamie Boslovsky, our marketing director. Good morning. And radio personality. Yes. Yeah. So, Jamie, uh, we always have interesting topics here. And we always get off topic a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just the way it goes. But we like to just have normal conversations about remodeling projects. And uh, before we get into that this morning, I want everyone to know that you can go to our website, DaveFox.com. And there we have a lot of photographs of projects, uh, all different types of projects. There's Some of them have budget ranges in them. So if you've ever wondered what it costs to have a Dave Fox project in your home, you can go there and get an idea. Of course, you can always call us and have one of our consultants come out and talk to you as well. And then you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com, and there's all of our previously broadcast shows listed by subject. And there's tons about any kind of remodeling subject you could imagine, right, Jamie? That's right. So that's DaveFoxRadio.com, and we like to hear from our listeners. You can do that by email. You can email info at DaveFox.com. So shoot those emails in. Yeah. And Jamie will read them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will. And, you know, if you have any topic ideas or things that you want to hear more about on the radio show, um, you know, we do this show for consumers. So that's why we do it and we love it. But if there's something you want to hear more about, let us know. Sounds good. Okay. So today, Jamie, what should we talk about? So today we're going to talk about um, something really fun. Okay. <laughs> I think it's fun. Uh, wine like cars? cellars. No, oh. not cars. Oh. That would be something you think is oh, fun. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Look. This is one I think is fun. Look. But we're going to talk about wine cellars. Because mm -hmm. you're a wine connoisseur. Um, I don't think I'd say that. I enjoy wine. And I like... But you know a lot about wine. I don't, don't, because I'm not a drinker. Right. But I do, I find it fascinating. And I think it's really cool how people can be such connoisseurs of wine. And yeah. You know, there's so many different wines and ages and all that kind of stuff. I think that's really neat. Yeah, I mean, I I love the, I mean, going out to Napa, I've only gone a couple, a handful of times, but it's one of my favorite places to go because the stories and the history and the, the why behind everything that mm -hmm. they are and how they got to be what they might be, um, I just is so fascinating to me. I think a it's lot so of cool. History and tradition in winemaking. Yeah, and like all that goes into the grapes and why this grape makes that wine and why up on the hill it's different than down mm. in the valley. Like yeah. every single the way it faces. I mean, everything goes. In. I mean, it's like a science. It, it kind of, it's kind of nerdy, but I love it. I think it's just so fascinating. And wine experiments take like ten to fifteen years, right, before you know what you come up with. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I would not call myself a connoisseur by any means, but I'm. I enjoy learning more about it um, and so the experience. in a guy's lifetime, if if it had to age that long to really be something neat, you could only do it about nine. You have about eight or nine experiments in yeah, your lifetime. Yeah, you only get a couple tries. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's so dependent around, you know, there's certain years that the weather was really odd or there were wildfires oh. or there was a lot of rain and it totally changes the dynamic of the wine. Mm. And it's just, I think it's fascinating yeah. and how a, one year to the next can just be completely different. Hmm. Um, and so I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. 
about the conversation around it and the different flavors that come out from different grapes and different regions. I know what regions I like and which ones I do not like. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm not a connoisseur by any yeah. means. But I find it enjoyable. Okay, great. Um, and I'm definitely a candidate for a wine cellar someday in my future. All right. Um, I'll put you on our prospective clients list. Yeah, <laughs> you can start, <laughs> tell the marketing director That's to right. start targeting me. That's right, okay. <laughs> All websites are going to pop up. Dave Fox Wine Rooms every, I mean, every yeah. time you look at something. I mean, now I've said it in front of my phone, so. Oh, that's true. Um, I'll nailed. get served ads regardless. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so um, wine sellers are really interesting too in the fact that, you know, I think everyone, as I say that, kind of has a picture in their head of what, what I'm saying, what I'm, what you're thinking about, what you like envision you're as a wine cellar. A wine cellar, yeah. Yeah, if you're thinking of or a wine, wine cellar in someone's or... home, you're either thinking of one you've seen, or you mm -hmm. kind of have a vision in your head that it's dark, it's cold, and it's in a basement. Mm -hmm. um, but wine cellars have come a really long way, and that's why I thought this would be a really great kind of topic to talk yeah. about is all the different options and ideas and things we've seen with wine cellars. They keep Igor down in that basement too. Yeah, <laughs> keep lots of stuff down in the basement. But, okay. um, yeah, so wine cellars. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one clear determination between a wine cellar and a wine room is one is conditioned and one is not. Oh, is that the, oh, I didn't in my mind, I don't know if that's actually technically true. In my mind, that's what my determination between the two well, is. So the wine cellar would be taking advantage of the ambient temperature of the earth down lower, right? Like 50 some degrees. Yeah, and also, um, yes, it would be taking care of that or be conditioned in some sense. Whereas a wine room might just be a room you store wine in. Because we've seen both, we've done both. Oh, I see. Um, but there is a true difference between one that is conditioned and one that is not conditioned. Okay, so here we are pros and experts on wine rooms and wine cellars, but we're not sure exactly what the difference is. Between <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just well, check on the technical name between the two, but in my mind, for the intents and purposes of let's this just show, go with that. wine cellar we is conditioned. We might get a few emails that will enlighten us more. Right, right. I'm yeah. sure. But that's okay. We're Info always, at DaveFox.com. I'm always happy <laughs> to learn. Yeah, <laughs> Email me if I'm wrong. But um, actually, funny story. So back when I started here in my mid-20s, early 20s, I was not a wine, even anything, really. Mm -hmm. And I remember, Gary, we went on a photo shoot to, for, of a wine cellar. Mm -hmm. And it was in the middle of summer. And I was like, so excited. I thought this was going to be so cool. I've never been inside of one. I've never seen one in a residential space before. I was really excited. Hmm. It was about 95 degrees out that day. Yeah. I had a dress on and sandals and was all excited. And we were in there for about two and a half hours. And I think I was numb. Oh. <laughs> never crossed my mind that it would be freezing oh. in there. I like did not put two and two together. Mm -hmm. And when I was prepping for the shoot, so excited about it and just never kind of wrapped my head around the fact that it is a refrigerator. Yeah. Essentially, you're yeah. inside a of a refrigerator, refrigerator. Um, for hours if you're taking pictures. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> I remember having to step out to just to thaw. They should have <laughs> a coat rack outside. The I know, right? Or, the, you know, those uh, bars where they have the winter coats that yeah. they give you when you mm. go. I forget oh, yeah. what those are called, but mm -hmm. I've never been to one, but it sounds cool. Okay. But anyways, that was one of my my first experiences mm. with a residential wine cellar. Okay. So what goes into building a wine cellar? I mean, there's obviously the location. So that's first priority mm -hmm. um, is kind of deciding 
where you want this wine cellar to go, how you want to use it, and how like big, the, how many the capacity, bottles. exactly. Mm -hmm. So kind of running through that list um, off the get-go is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, putting them in a basement is great if you have entertaining space in the basement or if you, you know, like it being kind of separate. But if you want it to be a showpiece on the first floor of your home, that's an option too. Yeah. And kind of thinking through where that could go. You know, when you think more of the olden days in the wine cellars, it was in the basement with Igor, right? I mean, you went down and got the bottles and you brought them up and entertained. Yeah. But today, people want a wine room that's that's a uh, more of a social place, too. Mm -hmm. And nice cabinetry and a place that you can bring a friend and interact and, you know, probably look over different bottles, talk about them, choose the one you want, maybe taste a few. I don't know. But it's more of a of a social area as well as a wine room now, I think, than in the old days. Yeah, absolutely. And planning around that in the sense that, like I said, it's very cold in there, so it's not necessarily where you're gonna wanna sit to enjoy the wine, mm -hmm. but you might wanna be able to see it where you're mm -hmm. enjoying the wine. Mm -hmm. And sure. so thinking through all of those um, different elements. Yeah, because you know all the wine rooms that we've done, at least the ones I can recall, have been, there's large expanses of glass. Mm -hmm. So it's a very open space and it's a very attractive space, I think. Even if it's in a basement, uh, a lot of times it'll be in the finished basement. We've done a number of them there. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking wine rooms on the Dave Fox Remodeling Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Remodeling Show where we are talking wine rooms and wine cellars. And Jamie was just on her phone Googling the difference between the two. And now we are experts because we know what the difference yeah. is. Because Go <laughs> Google, we Googled it. Yeah. But yeah, so it's not necessarily a cellar versus a room does not necessarily mean one is conditioned and one is not. Mm -hmm. The main difference is a wine cellar is underground and a wine room is above ground. Okay. So a wine room above ground would need to be conditioned for sure. Yes. It, but a cellar, I mean, back in ancient days that's how they kept it cool because of the yeah. ambient temperature of the earth and i would think a lot has to do with the fact that you know i would imagine in maybe german village or somewhere really older homes like that your basements really are truly still a cellar that mm, can yeah. kind of get the value of that colder yeah. um, and basements are always colder regardless but in some of the newer homes or in all the newer homes basements are typically um have some insulation yeah you know Very that's well going to prevent it mm -hmm. from being the precise temperature yeah it's insulated in conditioned space for human uh you know the human environment yeah absolutely so we talked about a few of the ideas as far as the basement um putting a wine cellar down there and then we've seen a lot recently where people are wanting to entertain on the first floor of their home and mm -hmm. I think sometimes too, people don't necessarily have the expansive wine collection that requires the, you know, a thousand bottle plus storage, but maybe they have a modest collection of 200, 300 bottles, 500 mm -hmm. bottles that they feel like they would like to display in their dining room, or maybe they have a wine tasting room that, um, things like that, but are still interested in having the temperature controlled. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wine fridges, there's wine refrigerators, which have come a long way as well. A lot of them are beautiful in themselves um, and can be incorporated into cabinetry and things like that. But this new concept that we've seen recently is almost like a, a glass wine closet. 
mm-hmm. for lack of a better <laughs> description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but essentially, we're having homeowners that are taking a, a wall out of a, maybe a dining room or a living room or some sort of entertainment space um, and creating just a, a closet for their wine. But the glass walls and having it lit, having it conditioned, yeah. um, oftentimes we're putting like a quartz in there to give it a backdrop. Mm-hmm. And they are beautiful. Stunning, yeah. I mean, beautiful spaces. Um, and it's really a great concept because you're not only getting to see all your wine, uh, you're getting to enjoy it and store it mm-hmm. um, and in such a beautiful way. And it, they don't necessarily have to take up much square footage in your home. Yeah. You know, these closets are maybe only two feet deep. Yeah. And you're putting it in a very social environment in your home, mm-hmm. dining room, you know, in this, even a living room or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So that's been a concept we've been seeing a lot more of. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that is popular is utilizing the space underneath your stairs. Often that's done in a basement, but it could also be done on a first floor of a home, um, Mm -hmm. depending on if you have a basement or not. But underneath the stairs can be uh, underutilized space. And this is definitely another option for Kind of a wine storage yeah system. and as you mentioned you know if you if your demand is fewer bottles or you have fewer bottles a couple hundred dollar bottles or whatever mm-hmm. then these are great spaces they're affordable um because when you launch into a full-fledged large wine room i mean gosh that can go way high in terms of budget yeah, and typically the wine filling those rooms is the actual <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> is, yeah. is even more expensive than the room itself mm-hmm. um but we do have those clients that are true connoisseurs, collectors. This mm-hmm. is their passion, their hobby, their love. Um, you know, wine is is art, and displayed in these manners is yeah. definitely art. Um, yeah. You know, the wine cellar that we won a contractor of the year award for last year uh, was a circular wine cellar. I think we've talked about it on the show before, and it really was like art that you could walk through. Yeah. I mean, it was magnificent. Yeah. Um, and I think that that approach to wine is very smart because if it is something that you're passionate about, it is beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. the bottles are beautiful. The labels are typically beautiful. Um, and they can, and the displays are beautiful. So it's yeah. kind of a win-win. Yeah. In that situation, uh, Steve Dempsey was the design consultant on that. And I remember him talking about going into this client's basement. And at first they were they were very interested in wine and really loved wine and, and were all into it. And they had in mind this certain spot in the basement and Steve saw this potential for putting a, a really grand circular wine room in their basement, totally different than what the client had been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And he just threw the idea out there cause he thought they might be interested in something very unique. Yeah. And sure enough, they, they loved that idea and ended up spending probably four times more than, than they anticipated, but they ended up with yeah, an award-winning project. It was yeah. really amazing. Well, and I think, too, I don't know that the, they um, had realized that it was an option to hold that much wine hmm. in, their, in their home. They had actually two storage facilities, one locally and one in California, holding their wine at the time. And they assumed, though, I'd like to wow. have some of it here, you know, yeah. and display it and things like that. But being able to have all their wine here and not have to have those two storage units um, mm. and, you know, conditioned storage units aren't inexpensive yeah. either. 
Um, so that was, you know, a dream come true for them. And it's, yeah. it's just awesome. Yep. So definitely. So really, if someone's trying to decide they want to do some wine storage in their home, the number of bottles is really important consideration. Absolutely. You know, you definitely want to be aware of kind of how, how deeply invested are you in this hobby or collection of items? Um, is it something that you're just getting into and you don't know where it's going to go? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that you've been involved in for a decade and you kind of have an idea of, you know, how many bottles you have and that's yeah. what you want to store? Yeah. And as you mentioned, I was thinking the like wine closet or wardrobe size units. Mm-hmm that look attractive and hold a few bottles would be a great place for someone to start if they're, you know, kind of experimenting and launching into that field. Yeah. But then the person who's been doing it for years and years and has a huge collection, it's going to be a different story for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even I think having one of our design consultants out or, I mean, any professional out to take a look at and kind of find those little niche places within your home that would work mm-hmm. is also a really great idea. I mean, I don't, those clients said they'd never even considered that, you know, yeah. using that kind of rounded wall um, and didn't know how that would work. And mm-hmm. that's why we have the professionals we have because they see those things just instantly when they walk into your home yeah. of ideas just start flowing. Sure. And a lot of our kitchen designs, you know, will have very modest space for wine, just an under counter mm-hmm. wine cooler or maybe a wall unit that's not that big. Yeah. So, I mean, it can start with just a handful of bottles and go on up to really the sky's the limit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of the temperature controls, there is an optimal temperature for that wine. And the best conditions really are that kind of 55 degrees to 70 degrees and depending on red versus red white versus and things white. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the humidity in the yeah. room is very important as yeah. well. And so keeping all of that in mind and kind of having that knowledge base of, of the needs for maintaining that is really important as well. Yeah. So really all the elements that go into building a wine room or a wine space, um, you know, that's a lot to talk about. And I think maybe we should devote the, our, the next segment of the show to really the components of a wine room. What does it really take to build a wine room yeah. space? Uh, what kind of mechanicals are required? Because that's important for conditioning the air and the temperatures. So we will get into that in the next segment. And we'll be right back. Today on the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, we are talking about wine storage in your home. And it's interesting, Jamie, you're talking about the client that we built a really grandiose circular wine uh, room in their basement Mm -hmm. that they stored it in California. Yes. And where else? And locally. They had a refrigerated storage storage spaces. Mm -hmm. Maybe they traveled to California often and that's why they had some there. Yeah. And there's also some nuances there with Ohio specifically as a non-ship state, Oh. um, which I don't understand all the logistics behind it, but there's a lot of wine actually that we cannot get shipped here. Oh. Um, yeah, so uh, we have. I have my sister-in-law lives in Illinois. I've had things shipped to her, huh, <laughs> and then we'll just meet up and kind of get that from her at really? a later date. So and you've time. got contraband in your home, then? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there are workarounds to it. But yeah, that is something that true wine enthusiasts might do: is have a storage unit in California I so see. they can purchase while they're out there, mm-hmm. and then have shipments done separately. Yeah. Um, to get that here. 
Okay, well, as promised, let's talk about the construction of a wine room. Yeah. What really does it take to make a wine room in your home? Yeah. So the one method would be dig a deep hole in the ground <laughs> and take advantage of the temperature of the earth. Uh-huh. Okay, but I don't think any of our clients are going to do that, honestly. Well, we did have one that was a room addition. Um, yeah. And we added on... A formal dining room and underneath it was a spiral staircase yeah, down that's, to it was very dramatic that was dramatic that yeah. was cool um so that one technically we dug a hole for them that's true <laughs> but even yeah. that one was conditioned and drywalled and everything like that okay yeah but there's a All lot right. that goes into but otherwise yeah so we've got as you mentioned humidity is important mm -hmm. temperature is important so two different temperature ranges depending on whether whether it's white wine or red wine mm-hmm I'm thinking of the, the Columbo show years ago about this guy that was a super wine connoisseur. And w one of the ways Columbo nailed the murderer was because they this guy would never let his wine get too hot. It would ruin it. And he had these bottles that were fantastic. And so, of course, the, this wine connoisseur gets murdered, and Columbo's trying to find out who did it. And... Uh, Somehow the wine got too hot, and Columbo knew this guy would never let that happen. So anyways, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But back to wine rooms. Uh, so we've got temperature and humidity control. Okay. And also we mentioned how glass is just the visual effects yeah. of a wine room is really appealing, and we want to take advantage of that in creating wine space. Mm -hmm. So we want to take care of the humidity and temperature and we want it to be very visible in a very fashionable way. Uh, it could be, I mean, we, we've done some with the glass and black iron in the, you know, separating the glass yeah. to give more of the, that uh, nostalgic look. Uh, we've done the curved glass, which is a very contemporary look. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done just some straight, sleek sheets of glass but glass is an important part of it. So then lighting yeah. is critical as well. Especially with so many bottles and they're all reflective. Yes. You know, and trying to kind of balance that is really right. important. So, I mean, we've integrated lighting right in the wine racks themselves. Mm -hmm. And usually a couple different types of light. Of course, overhead lighting for just typical ambient lights. But then highlight lighting or accent lighting among the wine bottles themselves. So all this makes a real dramatic appearance, uh, but a fair amount of work, you know, to construct it. So the the units that control humidity and temperature are units that you can buy, and we've bought a number of those, um, and they're kind of intricate units in that they do, you know, humidity control and temperature control. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to size that correctly according to the space. Um, so there's a fair amount of work going into designing a wine room, making it effective, making it work well. Yeah. Uh, being able to distribute the wine or, or have it displayed in racks is a whole scenario too. Because yeah. there's so many ways of, you know, racking wine. It, yeah, and some of the important things when you talk about racking wine is, you know, most people know this, but you always want to store wine horizontally so that that cork stays wet because mm -hmm. if it gets dry it can shrink and let oxygen in and would ruin mm -hmm. your wine and you know one thing that can get really tricky about that is not all wine bottles are the same and yeah. so you have to kind of adjust 
for that, whether it's the size of it or if it's just the kind of where it starts to come out or in on the bottle and things like that, you have to make sure that you're um, able to accommodate all those different types of mm-hmm. bottles. Yeah. So there's, I, I've seen some of our designers working on those and looking at all these different catalogs of different wine racks and the bottles that they hold and how to display the wine. And it can get quite involved in deciding which way you're going to go. Yeah. I think that curved one, those racks were like wire and, and more freestanding in open air mm-hmm. because the idea was to show bottles, not racks. Right. And I think that was very effective. You could even have some circular bot, you know, mm-hmm. racks that were displaying bottles, but the racks weren't highlighted. The bottles were, and I thought that was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and you know, the lighting and everything in that cellar and all the cellars really plays a big impact and yes. kind of how the space feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, some people want kind of that nostalgia feeling in their wine cellar. They want it to feel like a wine cellar in Italy um, mm-hmm. or wherever. And then others really like that more contemporary, kind of clean, maybe mid-century modern mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's lots of different lots of different directions you can go with a wine cellar. Yeah. Um, and... So I'm trying to remember exactly, but in that circular one, I remember we had to do a raised ledge. I'm trying to remember why right now. I'm trying to, if it was maybe to conceal, I think it was to conceal not only the bottom of the racking system, mm-hmm. but the lighting as well okay. that went in there. We built a ledge um, and inside that ledge, we did kind of a, it was like a rock, like a river rock. And it is so beautiful, mm-hmm. especially because the light comes out of there. Um, and it, again, that's where you can take something that's very mechanical and make it into an mm-hmm. art form if it's done properly or yeah. done well. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking of one we did in the basement, and uh, they wanted the old iron look. So we ended up getting these huge iron arched gates. And I mean, they were big enough for a person to walk through, so they were big. And yeah. they were probably like three and a half feet wide each, and there mm-hmm. were three of them. Yeah. And they were big, heavy iron. And we were really scratching our heads figuring out if we could get those in the basement or not. <laughs> but uh, the design consultant did a lot of measuring and said, yeah, we'll get them down here, you know, just take a lot of help uh, to get them down. Yeah. But sure enough, we got them down in there. We put a brick floor in that one, had these big iron gates uh, that had glass somehow in 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 them just to yeah. you know, keep the temperature and humidity in. It was really pretty stunning. Yeah, absolutely. I know, it's amazing. I love wine cellars to me, especially the ones that we've done over the years, I think are so interesting to look at just because of people's different approach to them, like we were saying, how you can go all those different directions. Um, and I just lost my train of thought, but there was one that we worked on that... Oh, it had um, drawers, which is very unique, Mm -hmm. but they used jewelry cases. And inside the jewelry case drawers were kind of these custom, almost little beds (laughs) for the the wine to lay on. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that was a really cool approach. Um, And so the tops of the drawer, it was almost like a built-in kind of dresser on one wall of the cellar. Yeah. was glass. You could still see down into it, and they were still lit inside the drawers, and the fronts of the drawers were glass as well. Yeah. But they were 
basically they were for displaying jewelry, but customized. Yeah, and you know, that was a good opportunity to display real odd bottles too that could sit on the countertop. Yeah. Some of those bottles are very large and wouldn't really fit in a rack. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it just gives some counter space to put those odd shaped bottles. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the crates that wine comes in are mm -hmm. often oh, these yeah. wooden crates that mm -hmm. are really unique and kind of cool. And we had one client that had used to keep them, used to keep all of their crates and didn't know what to do with them, but just liked them. Mm -hmm. And so we had a really cool concept in that cellar and it was used all the tops of the crates, which is typically has the wine cellar logo on it or the wine um, company's logo on it was used as ceiling tile. Yeah, that was really fascinating. Yeah. Very artful. Okay, we will be back in just a second. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Today we are talking wine storage, residential. And uh, Jamie, this is our fourth segment. So mm -hmm. we've talked about really a lot of the different applications, uh, the sizes and op you know the different options out there, down to a little wine ref refrigerator or wine cooler that can go under a counter in a kitchen. Yeah. So that would be kind of the start. Uh, you can... There are some taller units that can go in kitchens, and then you go to the wine closet that's really a glass enclosure, but about the size of a closet that can mm -hmm. sit more of in a, a freestanding type mode. Or you can step against the wall. Yeah. And I don't know, probably get a couple hundred bottles in those, I imagine. Yeah, probably. I would say, yeah, to me, those are very um, approachable mm -hmm. as far as, you know, I would say it's in line with what I would envision for myself someday. Okay. I don't think I'll ever have hundreds upon hundreds of bottles. Never um, know. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I would, I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like that kind of great happy medium between the two of yeah. like, this is a hobby of mine and something I really enjoy and I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, but I'm not necessarily committing all my savings to it. Okay. Right. <laughs> or then you go to the person that does. <laughs> Right. Go whole hog and yeah, and become best friends. <laughs> yeah, and you you become best friends with that person. And yeah, hope they invite you over a lot. Right? Yes, absolutely. No, but that's where we would be creating a whole new a wine cellar or wine room uh, that can be north of two hundred thousand dollars. Some we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and some other cool kind of side notes with wine that we've done in homes. Um, You'd mentioned in the kitchen, putting in a wine fridge. That's mm -hmm. something that's really popular. Um, and then, you know, adding bars to a family room or an area like that can be kind of popular now too, to do, use a wine fridge. The other thing we've done only a handful of times, but I think is really cool, are the, oh, what are they called? Where it's it stores three bottles of wine and it's almost like an, a system that you can go just fill a glass of wine. I've seen oh. them a lot in commercial use. Um, like a Keurig then. Kind of like a Keurig. <laughs> yeah. But it's a built-in unit, and you can fill that stores your wine and keeps mm -hmm. it so it just oh, is yeah. puncturing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you can just go kind of fill a glass of wine. And so when you're yep. entertaining, you can have, you know, a few options out for guests. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very neat. Yeah. But... <laughs> So with the wine cellars, the true wine cellars, whether mm -hmm. it be the wine closet or the wine cellar in the basement or um, anything along those lines, the mechanicals for mm -hmm. them, 
do they need to be accessible? I would imagine for maintenance for or yeah, sure. service, maintenance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so figuring that out and kind of where those go and how they can be concealed uh, can be challenging. Yeah, that's definitely part of the design. It's just like in your home, you know, where your furnace and water heater are and stuff. Um, is typically they're in basements if you have a basement. If you don't, it's usually in a closet somewhere. Mm -hmm. But you do have to design a space. And when you're doing the layout, it's like, oh my gosh, you got to find out where this thing goes. You know, it's strictly mechanical. There's no, you can't use any of the floor space. You can't do anything with it other than have these necessary things, you know, to make it work. That's kind of the way it is with the wine room. You've got this unit that's going to cool the space and provide the correct humidity. We've got to run plumbing to it and electric to it. Uh, but they're not huge. And, you know, there's usually a, find, a, a place to find it. You can put it this out of the way and inconspicuous, but yet it can be made, uh, accessed for service. Yeah. And so do you think for ones such as the closets, like we were talking yeah. about, would you be able to build it in a way that the actual units lived in the basement below it? Or do you think they need With to the be... remote unit? Well, the closet type, I'm not sure. I really don't know okay. if they have a remote. Yeah, uh, or even just print. below it, you know, storing it below it. And it would have to be remotable. So, remotable, yeah. I, I, I'm sure there is yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, trying to figure that aspect out of it and kind of how to get to it to service it and things kinda like, like that. Kind of like your air tub, you know, the blower a lot of times is can be located remotely or a steam shower. Yeah. Same thing. Those units can be remote locations. Yeah. So I'm sure there's something like that available for wine rooms. <clears throat> yeah. I wanted to look up to the name of um, kind of what I was referring to before. It's just known as a wine dispenser, mm -hmm. but you can get them in a residential um, space for in your kitchen, which mm -hmm. I think is cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, the other funny thing with wine cellars um, or wine storage and the racking systems is is the planning aspect of it. We touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but kind of for a long-term collection, like what are your goals of the space? Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I think are kind of is kind of cool with the closet approach is you could always expand from that. You know, if you did one wall this year and it becomes something that you're, you grow into, mm -hmm. maybe you do it the wall on the other side of the room yeah. in, you know, five years or things like that as your collection grows. And then in eight years, you sell those to somebody and build a big wine room. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It is interesting. I would say, I don't know, most of the time, it seems like when we're building a wine cellar, we're taking out something that was kind of the, they thought would get them by. Oh. Whether it be oh, really yeah. big wine exactly. refrigerators yes. or just a room for the wine yep. or they Definitely. turned underneath their stairs. Well, it did get them store. by for a while, right? It did get them by for a while. That's it's right. A transitional phase. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I always think that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, they, they decided to dip their toes in first. Yeah. But yeah. And so um, with the lighting in a, a wine room or cellar, you also need to be somewhat aware of the heat that the light is putting off. Yeah, although the LED lights are yeah. not going to be putting off heat like old incandescent lights. Yeah, and so making sure that that's it. And then also where the sunlight comes in, mm -hmm. um, especially if it's on a first floor, yeah, things like that. You definitely. don't want the sun beating on your bottles all yes. day. 
um, or anything like that. But yeah, and oftentimes we're putting in, you know, a chandelier or something else that's reflective, mm-hmm. kind of playing off that reflective nature of the bottle and the glass and, and other elements that are going in there. Yeah. The but, accoutrements of the wine room. Yes, absolutely. Well, so would you say, I mean, how much has it grown in popularity, would you say, over the years? Uh, that's a good question because I would say... Uh, 15 years ago and before that, it was almost unheard of to create a wine room. Yeah. I can't remember one I ever did. And then they started to become popular. And, you know, now they're very popular. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely grown over just the last uh, handful of years. Yeah, I know. There's one I can picture that we did before I started with Dave Fox. But then since then, I can think of at least 10, maybe 15 yeah. Yeah. Um, that we photographed yeah. um, since And these then. are substantial wine rooms. Yeah, yeah, it's really substantial. Wine refrigerators, I would say, are almost the norm in a kitchen, mm-hmm. um, especially the ones that are sizable. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a pretty almost standard item. Anymore. Yeah, they don't take a lot of space, probably you know, 18, 21 inches maybe under your counter space. Yeah. And usually in a kitchen layout, you can find space to do that. Yes. And um, I have one in in our kitchen, and it is yeah. quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely is quite nice. A lot, of, a lot of them are just beverage, and a lot of them are just wine. You can get the combination of them and things like that. But um, it does fit in nicely with the, you know, just where a cabinet mm-hmm. was. Yeah. The refrigerator uh, that my wife and I just bought that waited we waited for months for uh in our kitchen layout we actually wanted a full depth refrigerator not a counter depth yeah just because of the location of it and the more storage that you get and we found a unit that is has four doors two uppers and the two lowers and classically the two lowers are freezers but one of them could be a a chiller refrigerator or a freezer Oh, that's Very interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, multifunctional. Yep. So we appreciate everybody tuning in to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We'll see you next Sunday morning at 8.